Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the rambling rambler of Rambleton Rampson, John Wayne, that's right. Here I am, back, back, back at Wayne Manor, here in the studio of evil nestled in the West Wing of the Manor. I'm back. I've been on the road for two weeks Folks, two weeks I was out on the road for, probably I think a little bit more than that, actually, a couple more days than that, but I'm home, I'm home. Uh, shouts out to everybody. Hello, if you are just joining me for the first time, you, you uh, met me this, one of these uh, last two weeks over uh, at, at one of the conventions, thank you for joining me, uh, thanks for checking it out, thanks for coming and talking to me at the table, you guys rule. Ugh. As you know, uh, every podcast back after a convention is a, is a recap of the show and all my adventures, so that is what is to come later on. But, uh, you know, up top here, it's good to be home. Nick P. and I uh, made a, the drive back from Atlanta was easy sailing We after we got out of there, got back here safely to Houston, H-Town, Dirty Third, shouts out, we're here. And uh, it's great to be back, and, uh, you know, like I said, this is a, a day late. I apologize again. Last week was a day late as well. You know, these uh, sometimes you just need a full recovery day after after some of this, especially tri- driving all night. Uh, it was uh, I was pretty exhausted when I when I got home and <clears throat> I think I got in bed about six a.m. and just pretty much slept all day and like I uh, just have to do the podcast in the morning. So here I am, uh, you know, seven a.m. up. I've been up early, I'm, but I've been up since six. Everyone, but. Got all my shit together, and now I'm doing the podcast first thing for you and for me. So, thank you guys for being here. Uh, again, it's it's been a great week, a great two weeks. You know, last week, if you listened, Nick and I were in our hotel room giving uh, the lowdown uh, feedback on on how the convention went in Charlotte, and uh, now I'm I'm just back home. But I I did a lot of uh, podcasts on the road, and uh, for my Patreon, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. So, right up top, I mean, it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up, get your checks, get up, shit up, get up, get up. It's the first of the month, everybody. And as we know, on the first of the month, every member of my Patreon gets a special shout out from me on the show. But starting with a couple of newbies that we got just picked up on the road while I was out there. Um, and and there I'm shouting them out first. So just so you guys know, I have a Patreon out there at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. There are uh, several tiers that you can choose from. They come with all kinds of goodies, stories every month, new stuff, stickers, all that good stuff. And uh, every single tier gets you access to my third weekly podcast, my Patreon podcast, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast where I talk to the artists that I meet from around the country and around the world, actually. And uh, it's awesome, especially being back on the road these past two weeks, I was actually able to uh, have face-to-face podcasts with people uh, rather than over Skype, which the Skype thing is fine. It's been working out for this whole you know, pandemic and the time we haven't been able to travel. Uh, but it, it sure is good to uh, have somebody there and, and have a good conversation. And all the, all the podcasts that we recorded... Uh, man, we laughed a lot and had a lot of fun. So uh, if you want to get in on that, check that out and, and, and keep further track of my adventures and, and you know, uh, get turned on to some new artists, some people that, you know, you might be like, oh, shit, I got to check this guy out or this girl and all their stuff that they do. 
<clears throat> you can get that. Listen to that at my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, there is the dollar beer club option on there for $1 a month. You get access to the podcast. So uh, it's out there for everyone. I want you to listen to it. So even if you can just swing a dollar a month, that helps me tremendously. And uh, you get access to the podcast, plus all the all the cool things I put on my Patreon wall, such as uh, I do new John Wayne is Dead songs that I'm working on. I just put a brand new one up there, uh, me just playing it acoustically. Readings. I'm gonna. I got. I have another reading that I'm gonna do um, for the Patreon wall here pretty soon for one of my stories. And uh, yeah, so it's a lot of good stuff. So big shouts out to everyone, everyone who supports me on there, and and everyone who supports me. Period. I thank you so much. But shouts out to my Patreon folks right now. Misfit Dollface. Ooh la la. That is a that's a name for me. I know I met you out there this past weekend. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. You rule, Blake Arledge. Blake. I know I met you in Charlotte. You're a badass dude. We talked for a while. I appreciate you uh, picking up my books and supporting me, man. It means it means the world. Mr. Frank Edler. Check out Mr. Frank always on Bazong, the weird and uh, bizarre fiction podcast. That comes out every Monday as well. Shouts out to you, my man. Sadie, the mother horror herself. Shouts out to you, my lady. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, if you're listening to this today, when it comes out this morning at... 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will actually be on a panel uh, hosted by Mother Horror with uh, several other horror authors talking about uh, writing and, and re- the readers uh, and all that kind of good stuff. It's going to be excellent. Uh, if you, so if, you, if you're hearing this on time, be sure to jump on the links for that when we post them. Shouts out to Brian Keene, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you so much, Keen. I appreciate all your support. Shouts out to you. Shouts out Lucas Milleron. Thank you so much, dude. Check out Lucas's stuff. He's got a book out there. Uh, awesome dude. Definitely love him to death. Tony. Kentucky Tony Evans. Oh, my man. I love you to death, dude. Shouts out to you in the hugest, biggest, baddest way. Tony was, uh, we'll hear more about Tony later. He was in Atlanta with me. Love that dude. Carrie Lille, Kamianale, my sister. Hey, strap it on like Sadie. Shouts out to my sister. Charles, the animal steel. Funko Hunter 803. Shouts out, my brother. I love you so much. I missed you this weekend, man. I don't know what happened, but we'll find out. David McCoy. Shouts out to you, my friend. I appreciate you and everything you do for me, man. Your support is awesome. You rule. Jay Wright out there holding it down. How's it going, dude? Hope you're all right. Shouts out to you, my friend. Oscar Garcia. What's up, dude? Shouts out to you and your lovely family. Thank you so much for your support always. Dustin Hendricks, my man, out there doing it, doing it, and doing it well. Newlywed and kicking ass. I love you, man. Have an awesome time, awesome day. Shouts out to you. Alicia and Chris Stamps. Oh, my gosh. You guys rule. Thank you so much. I miss you to death. Hope to see you soon. Shouts out to you. David DeBernardinas. Oh, my goodness gracious, dude. He was, uh, if you're, shouts out to you, Dave. You know I love you, man. I'm smoking out of the pipe that Dave gave me uh, in Charlotte. We've named it the Dave. It's right here. You hear that little hitch in my voice? That's from the Dave. The Dave hits hard, okay? Um, So I, and I did, I forgot to tell you, I I do have my heaping big black cup of coffee. I do have a heaping big green bowl of marijuana in in my the Dave pipe. And, uh, you know, I don't have a topo this morning because I'm drinking just straight water from a brand new, uh, awesome Arctic uh, mug cup thing I got from uh, Southern Sun Boutique, Amanda and Jeremy, who are part of my con family. I love them. But, Dave, you rule. I love you, dude. Jared Barbie, Death's Head Press, and the man, 
We are. Uh, shouts out to you, dude. I just talking to him. We're we're actually doing a, uh, several cons coming up here together. So watch out for that because you know when we get together, it gets crazy. Uh, Charles Chadwick, my man out there in Portland, holding it down. Shouts out to you, my friend. I hope all is well with you. Uh, I, I hope I get to see you soon, dude. And and you know maybe we'll make that Vegas trip happen this year. Uh, Amy. Torres, McCoy, oh, I miss you so much. Your smile, your laugh, your loveliness. You are awesome. Thank you, Amy, for your support. My Maza, Judy, Madil, thank you, Maza, for your support always for your little boy. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Mary Beecher, shouts out to you out in Chicagoland. Can't wait to get out there and see you. I'm on that, on the con, on the, I'm there. If it happens, uh, I think it is going to happen this year, actually. No, I, I'm pretty sure. So we'll be there, and I'll, I'll get to see you then. John Rodney, the man, dude. Thank you so much. You are truly an awesome dude for life. All of your support means tremendous amounts to me. You you, uh, you really helped me out and come through, dude. I, I appreciate you, John. Thank you so much. Tim Feely, shouts out to you, my man. I hope you're doing well out there and kicking ass like always. Shannon Bradner. I, I miss you, miss you, darling. Uh, shouts out to you. I, we almost got to see each other in Charlotte. Didn't, it didn't end up being able to happen, but I know we will see each other soon. Shouts out to you. Nick Hogleg Poncio, I'm always shouting you out, my man. You were on the road with me. Love you, love you to death. Cody, the code man, Jax, dude, love you, man. Hope all is well with you, Cody, out there slinging it for everyone. Keep up the good work with your writing, dude. I appreciate you, and I'll see you soon. Jessica Reeves, the lady, shouts out to you, my friend. I hope that all is well because you rule the world. <clears throat> Jamie Gucker, shouts out to you. You are awesome. Always seeing you reading and, and rocking out with your rocking reads. Um, you know I love you to death. Keep up the good work. And uh, lastly but not leastly, Hugo Camacho out there. Ornisi's Press uh, running in Spain. Please check out him if you're out there. Shouts out to you, Hugo. And thank you for all the support. Hugo actually just published one of my stories last month. Um in their Patreon uh, book that goes out monthly that he does. So I was pretty happy with that. It was very cool. So shouts out to you, Hugo, and thank you for that very, very much. It was awesome. So there you go. That's all my Patreon shouts out for shouts outs for this month. Uh, if you'd like to you know, support uh, old Uncle Johnny here a little bit more, throw him a couple bucks, just go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead and sign up for one of the tiers and I will, uh, you know, get everything out to you. You'll be uh, having a lot of fun with everybody else. So thank you guys so much for that, and I appreciate the Patreon support so much. So on to the rest. Now, <clears throat> I know I usually uh, recap the week kind of and talk about what's going on, uh, but, you know, this week, as you know, I'm, I'm going to recap the whole uh, convention. So, you know, leading up to the convention this past week, you know, we were in Charlotte that whole time until Thursday. We left and came to Atlanta. Nick P and I stayed in our extended stay motel hotel. And I know if you listened last week, Nick and I were that's where we were doing the um, the the show from. And we talked a little bit about the the trouble we had checking in and all that kind of uh, BS that was uh, going on at the beginning of, of us getting there. And I just have to say, getting out of that hotel, it was like we couldn't even escape uh, trouble getting out of that hotel. So, you know, checkouts at 11. We're, you know, we're, we're all set to get up. We got everything packed and ready. Uh, I'm, uh, I got up a little early, went to the gym, showered, good to go. Nick gets up. He's doing his thing. Um, and all of a sudden he goes to get in the shower and he's like yelling at me, hey, hey, 
there's no water. And I'm like, what? And he's like, go go tell them to turn the water back on in our room. Because we, bo- I was like, whoa, did they turn the water off on us? Because we both like had this thought of like, oh my God, dude. It's only 10 a.m. We still have another hour before we check out. They just Is that how they get you out of here? They just start shutting off utilities until you leave the room? So I go out there. I find the, the manager that was, you know, uh, fake, fake nice, very fake nice, and, and very unhelpful um, in our whole check-in routine, our whole check-in process because she's a manager, and she had way – she could have taken care of that problem right there, and she chose not to. I don't know why. Um, but – I find her and I'm like, hey, uh, there's no water in our room. Are you, is that, are we in trouble or something? She's like, oh, someone hit a pipe outside. I'm trying to get it figured out. We got people. I've got my maintenance going to tell everyone. I'm like, well, no one came and told us. And she's like, well, uh, I'm trying to figure it out. You know, and she's on the phone and running around. <clears throat> so someone hit a pipe or, or where we were, that was a new, a new hotel, right? in this area where they're building a bunch of those kind of hotels. So everything around us was being built. There was a top golf facility thing being built just down the street from where we were. Uh, there was a hotel being built across the street and then across the other street from us. So somewhere in this construction, they've hit the, the water line and we don't have water to that, to the hotel. And I, you know, I go in, I'm like, all right. So I go tell Nick and he's like, what the fuck? This is bullshit, man. <clears throat> He was quite upset, and I, I, you know, with good with good cause. You know, he's in the shower, getting ready to shower, and uh, turns on the water, and nothing happens. He was all ready for it. He had his, you know, he's had his body all ready to be cleansed, and now it uh, wasn't going to be. So he was pretty upset about that. But, um, you know, <clears throat> I didn't know what what what, what we were gonna do about it. I was like, I can't go demand that they fix the water for you. It's not nobody has water, so. It was uh, that was quite a bit of bullshit. I felt, and uh, what was actually very funny was when we left. Before we left, like Nick, before he got in the shower, he had a cup of coffee in the bathroom with him, and he accidentally spilled it all over the the sink, and uh, all over the sink. I mean, this covered with just like coffee, and he showed it to me because it's there. Because he's like, I I can't even clean it up. There's no water, and I don't want to use their towels because they're white. Just stain their towels. So we just left it there. There's big, huge brown mess. Plus, we'd also spilled a bunch of bean uh, juice all over that counter in there when we were trying to open cans of beans. So, <clears throat> all in all, I think that you know we got a little, we got them back a little bit with that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, they're kind of actually lucky we didn't just shit in their beds. To be quite honest with you, I, I have, you know, it, it was a fine place, but I, I don't. Uh, unless I unless they like are gonna uh, give me just a room for free, I really highly doubt I'll be back. But that lady's like, oh, call me, call me when you come back, and I'll take care of you and your buddy. And I'm like, sure you will. Anyway, so that was how just a little bit of us getting out of of Charlotte and how that all kind of came about and and uh, the the debacle of no showering for Nick. But but we did get into Atlanta with no problem, and they had our room ready. Like boom, they she was like, ah, oh, here you go. I, I already got it. Boom. Give us the key as soon as I walk in, show my ID, and uh, Nick was showering up in no time. And uh, it was fine. So everything was cool. And I actually had to take a second shower because it was fucking hot, man. It's been cold and all this crazy weather, freezing and shit. But when we hit Atlanta, man, and in Charlotte too, it was in the 70s. But, man, it was like in the 80s when we got there. And I I had my jacket on. I'm trying to bring all my shit inside the hotel. And I was was sweating my ass off so I, I had to take a second shower but uh you know me I'm clean and shit so that's that's the way that's the way I like it so you know so so again that that was our arrival there and before we get you know I, I'll, I'll recap the entire thing so I'll cut us off 
uh, I'll cut us off right there on on the recap and such. And I think we'll get right into our three card tarot reading of the week, which we you know we didn't do last week because it was Nick and I. It was a different kind of show, but we're back in action. We're back here at, here at Wayne Manor. So um, we'll look at our three card tarot reading for the week. As you know or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every uh, show. I just kind of write down the thoughts, things on my mind, what's going on with me, and then just kind of look at the cards, uh, look at the those things through the prism of the cards, and, and get a different thought you know, process, maybe a different perspective and kind of uh, think about things a little bit differently. And and this week is, uh, you know, it's no exception. So what's been on my mind, you know, this week or, you know, especially after just coming off the road, of course, my mind is just like me, 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 all kinds of all kinds of thoughts going through there. <clears throat> but, you know, of, so, of course, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, what 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 can I do better? What what worked this trip? What didn't work? What do I need to make sure I have? Uh, more of or less, you know, all of those kind of things are going on in my head right now. So <clears throat> it's kind of all about my 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 business, the business of, of me and my books and this whole all of my art, uh, all of this thing is going through my head and 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 uh, how how the road, how I can just how I can do this the absolute most efficient and best way every time I go out. So those are the things that are on my mind right now. So um so getting into our reading, uh, I got to say this is a all of the cards um, on the reading this this week are uh, swords, which you know as we know. Come on, as there we go. As we know, um, you know, swords are represent our thoughts. It's it's our intellect. So I thought that was pretty interesting that all we get all three sword cards uh, this week. So starting off, first card we have the Eight of Swords reversed. So, with the Eight of Swords reversed, this is uh, this comes this comes into play. It shows itself when we we might be having a lot of doubt in ourselves for whatever reason. We're we're, we're letting uh, you know these limiting beliefs that 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 come in our head of like, oh, we, I can't do that. Oh, that's not I. You know, that's what other people do. That not me. And these thoughts are keeping us from moving forward, keeping us from getting to where even trying to get where we uh, need to be, you know, for, for whatever reason, we're, we're self-deprecating right now. We don't feel like we're, we're worthy of these things. Like we don't feel like we deserve to be uh, happy in, in our, in our, in our lives actually with, with from top to bottom, you know? And, and I think, I mean, I, I felt that way before certainly, but yeah, you're just like, ah, I'm not just not good enough for anything. Um, you know, or, or you might just, you know, you might just be uh, making excuses as well. So we have to look at that too because, and what I mean by making excuses is, you know, we could say things like, uh, like like I said, like, oh, that that's not, people like me don't do that. Or, oh, I'm too out of shape to, to, to go try that. Or I'm not, I don't have enough, you know, practice in this to go do that. Now I'll never, I'll never get good. Enough. You know, those are the kind of excuses rather than just jumping in and trying. We're, we're making excuses. We're limiting ourselves. We're not, we're, we're just swirling in this negative pattern of, of thoughts, you know? So we need to work on and, and easier said than done. But when we, we find ourselves with this kind of thought process going on, we need to really break that cycle, that, that thought cycle. And, <clears throat> 
the way that I've done it, the way that I find is easiest. And, you know, I learned this from my therapist years ago. And I, I was also like, I was like, yeah, right. Fuck it. What? Come on. But you got to start taking ev- like little things that are no matter how little the good things in your life. We have to, you know, think of them, think of them like a stick in the spokes of our, you know, negative thought wheel that's going on. So the more sticks that we can of our of our positive things, the good things that we realize about our lives that we can stick into those spokes, you know, then we can start to change that pattern. We can start to, you know, reverse that wheel to back to to the good thoughts that, you know, keep ourselves what, what we love, what what brings us up, what we do do well and, and stop being so down on ourselves. You know, that's. You know, that's that's where it really gets us. You know, people there, there's enough people out there trying to take us down. Right. We don't need to become we don't need to do it our, to ourselves. You know, we, we have the, for, for whatever reason, our inner critic is 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 really just really going nuts on us right now is, is just the best way to say it. It's uh, to the point where we might be putting ourselves down to the extent of we're just ready to give up, just give up and just uh, just uh accept that our life is whatever this is and it can never get any better or whatever so we're just giving up trying that's bullshit you know that that's we can't let ourselves get to this and when we do we really need to try our hardest to pull out of it easier said than done i know and if you need help to talk to someone about it that's that's excellent that's something to do but but we have to do something um in order to to break this, thing, this these negative patterns that we've fallen into. Um, also, with this card, you know, this card speaks to checking in on like skeletons in our closet, right? Things that have been, you know gone on in our, our past that we may be hiding for whatever reason. And I've said this before, like when I do card of the day, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on this show. You know, uh, Uncle Joey Diaz uh, told me, you know, if you don't check if you don't check in on your skeletons every once in a while, they're gonna come checking on you. And that means exactly what it sounds like. If you don't deal with these things and go and make sure, like you still, you know, everything is always in flux. You can't just, it's it's not as easy as saying like, that part is done forever. You know, you kind of have to check back in sometimes and make sure you're still maybe on the right path of healing or whatever you're, whatever it may be. But if you don't, sooner or later, those things are going to bite you back. They're going to come and get you. So you, so it's like we need to take, take initiative to get out, get out in front of these things, so that we don't get sucked back into a negative uh, mindset or or whatever uh, these limiting beliefs, putting ourselves down. We we don't want to get sucked back into this. So we really need to, like I said, the way to work on this is to is to reverse that pattern by acknowledging the good things in your life. You just. You know, no matter how small they are, acknowledge the gains that you've made, acknowledge the progress that you've had, and know that that's okay to do, and stick those, just keep putting those sticks in the spokes, and we'll reverse that wheel eventually, we'll stop it and get it turned back um, the right way. So, next card, the Nine of Swords reverse. so that's interesting, we went from the Eight to the Nine, um, you know, in, in the reading, so... <clears throat> but they're reversed. They're both reversed. So these kind of go. These kind of go, go a little bit hand in hand. So this this is saying that we we're experiencing inner turmoil, right? We're, we we're having 
we're experiencing just a, a very down period. And that's due to negative, again, negative thoughts. These negative thoughts have pulled us down into this spiral and, and it's throwing, uh, you know, anxiety at us. And that's just spinning in there with us. And all of these things that that are 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 pulling us down are we we have to realize that they that we are making them much worse than they really are they may be bad but for you know because this is you know kind of how we do it sometimes we just need to know that these are are not as bad as we've made them out to be so again <clears throat> that's that takes some you know take some doing take some you know make yourself step back to try to get that perspective um but it's there you know we, we it is something we need to acknowledge um that we're doing so we may and this and, the, and the, all these things that we're, are going on that are pulling us down we're, we're trying to keep to ourselves for whatever reason we don't want to put it out there you know that maybe this maybe this is contradictory to our um usual personality or persona or whatever that people see of us and and it would you know so therefore you you don't even think about allowing that to show through you just you know put on the 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 smile and go but we need to know it's okay to you know talk to someone about it uh because just even one person you could tell some something to and they'll get say say something very small that can give you a whole new perspective on it on on whatever the, these things that are pulling you down, <clears throat> or at the very least you'll be able to vent and 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 venting sometimes is all is what we need to just kind of start the process of fixing or healing because it's like whoo like a breath of getting it all out. You hear yourself saying it, you you watch someone's reaction to you 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 know you're you're having a conversation and that kind of is sometimes like I said all we need to be able to start letting it go um this also comes this this uh card comes up when um and and this is when our number one enemy rears its ugly head and that's fear we're afraid right now for some reason something is something is holding us back by way of fear whether it's fear of success fear of what happened is if we don't succeed, you know, all fear of just starting, fear, 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 fear. Fear is the number one killer of what we're trying to do. Um, so we really need to, you know, look at these fears and really figure out, okay, what what is, are, are these warranted? And, you know, it, you know, a lot of them are not going to be warranted. And some things you might be, okay, I need to actually pay attention to that. And then you can actually approach that issue without necessarily this huge wave of fear keeping you from doing it, right? So, you know, fear, we just have to really divorce ourselves from fear. Easier said than done, I know, I know. But if you can do that, it just takes steps to do that, I promise you. It's going to be a world of difference. So also with this card, like it was with the Eight of Swords, it's, it's pointing out a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of self-deprecation right now. We're, where we're, we're even negative talking. Like with the Eight of Swords, it was mostly to ourselves, you know, in our minds. Now with this one, we're actually deprecating ourselves like to 
putting ourselves down to other people saying like, ah, man, I suck at, you know, ah, that's not now nah, never get that, you know, and that's like, what are we doing? That's so self-defeating. You're not even giving your chance. You're declaring you've lost before you've even started. I mean, think about that. You're declaring that you've lost before the the starting pistol has gone off. So these are you know, this is what fear can do to us. And that's why I think it's the it's the most important thing to let go of and to work on letting go of is fear. Again, easier said than done, I know. Don't John man, you need fear. I'm I'm afraid of the dark. I don't know, man. We're all going to get through it a different way, but we have to realize that we do not need to be afraid of anything. We do not need to be afraid. So, on to the next card here. The Knight of Swords. Now, this is an upright card. We got the upright Knight of Swords after these two, um, you know, reversed uh, swords in a row that kind of deal with fear and neg negative talk and, and swirling down in a negative pattern. But with this, you know, we know that the Knights are all about action, too. So, the Knight of Swords is going to use, you know, uses their intellect to to plow forward to reach their goals. So when we see this card come up, we're at a, we're at a time where we're, we're driven, we're ambitious, you know, we're ready to take action on something. Not, we're not letting things stop us from pursuing these these dreams or these uh, aspirations. So so we're we're past that fear, right? We we've let the fear go. Um, we know like the. The things that are coming in our way, the challenges, these difficulties, whatever is being dropped in our way, now that we, then we're not phased as much by them or at all because we've been through them already, possibly already through with our, our, our struggles through the eight and nine of swords. We get here and we've been through that. So we know if you drop this bullshit in front of me again, I know exactly how to navigate that because I already did it, bitch. And now I know we learned, you know, we've got that knowledge and growth that, that comes through dealing with these things right but when we have when, when when this you know presents itself the knight of swords during this period of action this is a time to be assertive this is a time to get what we want go out and get it not hang back we're not waiting for something to happen to us we're going to make it happen with this card we are actively pursuing goals we're going to get the things that we want and um, you know, we are the creator of our future. Like I said, and that's not just a black craft cult slogan for a clothing brand. That's a true thing. Create. We, we are the creators of our future. You know, I talk about in Card of the Day a lot, designing the life around us that we want. We can do that. You know, you can do it in small steps. Sometimes we can do it in one big thing. Uh, but whatever it is, we are absolutely in control of doing that. And what we need to, you know, when we look at that and look at our goals and, and the challenges and, and creating this future, know that, you know, maybe, like I said, it's not something that can, can maybe happen like that, but we can even plan it. We can prepare for our success along the way, planning, making sure we're on the right steps, checking in, making sure like we're still on the right track, uh, not just set and forget it type of thing. Um, we're going to get it now. We've been through struggles with the eight and the nine of swords. We're over that. And now we're ready to go get it. We're, we're pissed off at fear for even holding us back that long. And now we're not letting anything get in our way, especially not fear. So this is a time of, uh, like I said, the nights are action. This isn't like a forever thing. This is a, this is a finite period of, of time that, that right now when this, 
when we take action with this card, we need to go get what we want and not be afraid. So, so there we go. That's our reading for this week. I uh, I got a lot out of that. I, I really did. I hope you did did as well. And uh, if, like I said, if you guys are into uh, anybody out there into tarot and, and and learning more about it, I do a three uh, I do a card of the day reading on my uh, Instagram story every single day. Uh, I've been off for a few days uh, doing it since I've been on the road. It's kind of hard to do it on the road. Uh, I, I I was I did I thought I was going to be able to do it every day. I did it once while I was out there, and then just. I don't know. You just don't have the time or space sometimes, and and things you're you're moving and doing stuff. So, um, so I apologize, but I'm back on it now. I'm home. So, card of the day reading every single morning on my Instagram story at John Wayne is dead. So, uh, check that out, and um, I I wish you would. So it'll be fun. So anyway, moving on. So as I mentioned earlier, and gave all the shouts outs to my Patreon uh, supporters. Uh, I mentioned the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast that I do every week on there uh, with people and artists I meet from around the, the country here. And um, I usually uh, try to play a little snippet of the uh, show from this week, and, and I'm I'm going to do that again right here. So uh, actually, this is going to be uh, this week will be part two of uh, a two-parter that I did with uh, Dave and, and his buddy Andrew, myself and Nick P. and Charlotte. Uh, and man, like I said, this was a crazy awesome conversation. Dave told us all was telling us all about his job of a crime scene cleanup. I mean, it was uh, in it's so insane. And uh, like I said, we talked for so long, I had to break it up into two parts. So um, yeah, so this is I'm gonna play a little little snippet from part two here. Uh, so if you like what you hear, go ahead and check check the rest of these out on the uh, on the old Patreon. So let's listen here. Well, think of it as like a gun. When you throw the gun away, if you were, uh, did she commit a crime with this dildo? You think? Maybe it's not illegal. A weird version of the dildo bandit, like the tickling <laughs> bandit. Oh shit, the tickling bandit. I mean, it, it could have been a real dick. Maybe. Well. Oh, she took off. Did you guys test it with your mouse? Wasn't there a show where somebody got their dick? Dude, that was a Netflix movie. John no, it's, it's a real thing that happened. John Wayne Bobbitt had his dick cut off by his wife, Lorena Bobbitt. No, dude. This movie was... It was some shitty, like, modern teen movie. And they all went up to, like, the National Forest to get drunk and shit. And the dude's, like... He's taking a piss and, like... Like, it's a whole thing throughout the show that he's playing with this, like, switchblade. Like, this a butterfly knife. And he's trying to get yeah, it down. Yeah. And he, like... Somehow, somehow it's sharp enough that in one motion, he slices his dick off and they put it on ice and they're trying to like get through the forest. Jesus. Because basically they end up like... Now that sounds funny. The Hellevac takes him out and they give him a cooler that they think the dick's in, but they gave him the wrong cooler. They gave him the cooler with the beer. Ah! And so... It's a whole Did thing. Did they attach like, a beer to his dick? No, they end up getting somebody else's dick. Like they find his dick and then they get to switch with another thing somehow. And it's like... He gets the wrong dick sewn onto him. Yeah, it's a whole. F- it was a crazy movie. I think is I was. Is this a dream you had? No, dude. This was. I think it was called like Chopped, and the the picture's like an egg. It was on Netflix. I haven't watched Netflix in like forever though. Don't blame so, Netflix for your weird dick cut. Yeah, dude, I'm into weird, listen. I'm into weird shit, but not that kind of weird, man. Self self dick mutilation. Yeah, I don't want to. No one wants their dick to no, be mutilated. I mean, you know, maybe watching other Some people. people. Maybe if you're one like those, <laughs> those weird cooks that are like, oh, I'm going to cook my dick for like 11 people and shit. Like, Have you ever seen blood, blood sucking freaks? No. 
It's like this public domain horror movie from like the 60s or 70s. And it's fucking retarded, but it ends with like someone eating a dick sandwich. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Classic it's dick beautiful. sandwich. It's great. The most classic of dick sandwiches. So, Dave, you're a writer as yes. well. Yes. All right. Do you take... How, how does like this experience in cleaning up crime scenes, does that like help influence your right? I mean, are you, can you like draw on that experience? Do you think about those things and like just be able to describe them in certain ways? Does this feed into your writing like how, or, or not? I don't know. Yeah. So like before, because like I guess I, mean, well, I haven't said this here officially. So official shit. Yeah. You know, I've been writing since I was like, you know, like a little kid. So like obviously before I was writing stories about like superheroes and shit. Yeah. But like now that like I've actually like like I, when I've been writing this shit, yeah, no, I, cause it's like, you know, I, you guys like when I met you guys two years ago, like that's that's what got me back on the fucking horse, man. Like yeah. I met you and Christopher Triana in Charlotte, yeah. twenty nineteen Days of the Dead. Um, I mean, I just love it. I read Christopher Triana's book, and like that was the first book I read that night. I t- I bought. Uh, Full Brutal, and I think I bought his short story compilation, Growing Dark or something like yeah, that. Dark. Yeah, and Kick-Ass books. I bought a bunch of your books, all Kick-Ass books. Yeah, yeah, you bought. Yeah. You, you came, you bought a bunch of stuff. Hell yeah, dude. I read every... And I then you came back down, and you were like, I've read all these books, I'm back to report. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. but I remember reading, because Full Brutal, I was like, I'm going to read this one first. You know, let's see, you know, this guy calls himself an extreme horror writer. Let's see what this is all about. Like, books like, are fucked up. Oh, dude. Well, because I was like, so in awesome. my mind... I hadn't read, like, the most extreme horror thing I've read is, like, The Shining, and that shit's, like, you know, it's, like, more of a mystery. Like, it's, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When you first start reading extreme stuff, you're, like, I didn't know. Well, yeah. I feel dirty reading this. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's just so yeah. wrong. Like, I was reading that, and I would, li- like, I've never had this experience. I've never had this experience with a movie or anything where I've had to, like, I'd had to physically, like, just shut it and just sit it to the side and be, like, all right, I'm done for the day. Like, I, I got to take a break. And, like... My, I'd be telling, like, what was going on to my friends at the time. I'd be like, you'll never believe this book. Like, this chick, she, like, fucks everything up and she fucks the teacher. It, I don't want, no spoilers, she's, no spoilers. She's under it. Yeah. She's, it's awesome. It's, it's a, no, Full Brutal is a great book. It won the yes. best novel for Splatterpunk uh, award yes. last year. Uh, it deserved. Or in, or in 2019. And, uh, yeah, it's a great book, but it's got some intense things. And this, this woman or this girl that's the protagonist i guess you could say is a uh, extremely conniving and evil oh to, the, to the most extreme core uh yeah and it's it's about a great book but that was the yeah. first one you read and you're like i gotta well, put I was this like, down i was like well no i loved it it was like so fucked up that i had to put it down yeah it's like i dug that shit i was like like I, i've been like dude like i've never had that i was so i was super into that so i was like when i was getting into writing horror and shit because i you know i've tried to write spooky shit before but it's like oh it's hard to write horror like because it's like it, I don't know. It's hard to write horror and not be cheesy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you I don't know guess. what I'm saying. No, I mean, you're, you're a professional. No, 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 no. I do know. I do know what you're saying. But no, like it's it's hard. I know what you're saying in the sense of like it's easy to fall into tropes. It's easy to get tropey with horror because there's so many. Like, yeah. Oh, where's my vampire story? You know, it's yeah. easy to kind of fall down that because because you know horror is very. It's, like a lot of things, it's formulaic, and you can yeah. fall into that type of yeah. thing and the tropes that have been used over and over again. But yeah. but yeah, so when you first start, yeah, you'll you'll go like, "This is fucking the goods," and you start writing it, and you're like, "Shit, yeah, everybody's done this one," you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that like was that is that like kind of what you're talking about, or? Well, yeah, I mean, basically, what happened is I read this book and I was like, "Yo, like, 
this shit's legit. Like, I, I do this shit for a living. Like, fuck it. Like, I can write extreme horror, too. Like, I, I know what this shit looks like. Like, I know how, I know how, like, the sludge, you know. Yeah, Like, exactly. I know how it, I know how this shit smells and shit. So, you know, like, I can get, like, the descriptions down. You know, fuck this. My storyline might not be the best, but I could get the descriptions down, you know. So, so yeah, it, it, it did help. And it just, it definitely helps with, like, you know, you don't want to, like, go into writing something and then not do any research and then, you know. Like, yeah. It's, it shows that you didn't re- do research. So, like, in this situation, like, I've done so many different scenes that, like, in horror, when you have fucked up shit happen, it's like, okay, well, this is how it goes, you know, like, mm. you know, so I know, like, like how murder scenes go and, like, what they look like and how much blood there is in murder scenes, not, like, just fountains of blood, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, fuck, like, you know, they're bleeding all over the place. Right, yeah, because, like, once your heart stops pumping, the blood doesn't shoot out anymore. Right? And it just just, depends. just dribbles out, right? Or, yeah. I don't know. Like, you're the like gravity. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just, it all depends. Like, knife, knife scenes, they were, like, bloodier, but, like, they were no, like, they, the suicides were obviously always the worst. And it's, like, yeah. like, knife scenes, knife scenes were bloody because they'd slice them and they'd be, like, you know, like, like, spurting out blood with the heartbeat, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. That's what I kind of put in my head when I was cutting the carpet up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, gunshot wounds. I mean, if it was a shotgun, then, yeah, it'd go everywhere. But if it was just, like, ah, I got a pistol, you know, and they'd shoot him. <laughs> I know? got a pistol for It's you. like they're not going to go flying across the room, like, blowing up and everything, you know? So it, it definitely has, like, realism, you know? And, like, I sp- like I said, like, what it looks like, what, what it actually smells like. Like, it, it, it does, like, oh. He walked into the room of the decomposing body and the crimson blood. It's like, well, I, you know, I don't really know if it's, it's like more purple, man. I mean, is crimson purple? I don't even know. I'm kind of colorblind. No, crimson is like a deep it's dark red. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's so, what yeah, I that's thinking. what I'm so, so I thought blood was like closer to like black after it just like settles. Yeah, it Oh, it flakes and it gets like black. It, and, but then like the slightest touch of moisture, it turns back into blood. It's weird, dude. It's wow. cr- yeah, because like I was cleaning up the dude's recliner that I was telling you about the suicide mm-hmm. that his wife and I, we cut it open and like there's flake it's like blacks and shit and like like dark purples and blacks and then like but I would use the uh, Kyvac to like pressure wash and like suck it up and it turned right back into blood just started dribbling again it. it was weird yeah. so did they were they trying to keep this recliner just throw it out like this what the fuck was that I about I don't fucking know just turn them, turn the yeah I was pissed off because it wasn't even a real recliner it was like an office chair that he had set up it was a nice ass house so I don't know why the fuck he did this but it was like a rolly office chair yeah. that he had set up in the living room with no desk just in the and it was apparently his chair so like yeah save as much of it as you can and so Jeff was like okay well uh Go outside and cut everything off that. Just leave the frame. <laughs> and I was like, God fucking shit. So I was cutting that through like sucks, leather. and dude. Like, should, yeah. Because it should have just been thrown away. It should have just been thrown away. Yeah. There was, I mean, it soaked. Because he was in there for days. So it just soaked in through everything. It was just fucked. But yeah. So it definitely like has realism on that shit. I, like, like I've seen like like brains. So I know that they're not like. I yeah. Like even like. like the- the yeah. description, like, just you just describing them being, like, sticky like that. Yeah. Like, my mind would go, like, so many, like, you, just, like, describing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think that, like, when I remember, like, learning to write and as a kid and, like, when I was in in a, in a classes when they're like, well, you're right. When they teach you how to describe things, like, when I was a kid, they put, like, this transparency on the overhead projector and it was just this, like, black and white fucked up, like, old house, right? And they're like, okay describe this picture. I remember this very clearly. Describe this picture. They, they, you know, give you a lesson about top to bottom, left, right, and that. 
and like everyone, like everyone in the class, like writes like, you know, half a page, couple sentences, and I would write like eight pages because oh, I would describe yeah. every single thing. I said so like when you read something like Scummer, that's like this ultra descriptive narrative that yeah. I put in there. But I, pra- I that's something I've practiced. Like, and this seems like to me, I, I would just sit and write these descriptions just to, like get them down and like because you put that shit in there yeah i mean that's this is gold jerry gold yeah like this is is real legit shit you know and you and yeah it is it does get cliche a lot of, and then like over like if you're reading a book you have to give into magical realism and all of, of these course, things that yeah. but like yeah when somebody's like they walked in and the bright red red sea and you're like you you're yeah. like god oh, this is so bullshit like and you know that like and yeah. it just reads like a movie because that's how it is in the movies but when you add that real grit to it i feel like that's a, a keen edge you know yeah shit that i'm reading body art by christopher triana now because oh let's just suck christopher john's dick I, this hey, whole podcast he's, he's not here and you're here and so it just <laughs> no i know. You know he's my buddy yeah please. yeah he's he's kick-ass dude but i'm reading that now because I, I want to experience that again that fucked up like and i know that's one that every but i read the intro to that and that's what they talk about is that like the whoever writes the intro to that book, I, I forget who does it, but uh, yeah, it's like in the director's cut, of, like because it's basically saying like this modern era of like writers, like most of them were inspired by movies. It's like even if you read other writers, like we were like especially horror, mm-hmm. we were inspired by like the movies and shit. Yeah. So like a lot of it reads like movies, um, and there's some other things that talks about in there, but that was like the main thing I took from. But yeah, so that's what you're just talking about. Yeah, like yeah, just you avoid it's tropes. Those yeah, tropes yeah. are so easy to fall in, especially when you're writing genre fiction, which yeah. horror is. Um, and that's why I think a lot of, like a lot of people are like, "Why is it my my book? Look at how good I am!" Well, you just wrote the same story everybody else did. Dude. Exactly. Let's calm yeah. down. All right, let's learn from it. Move on. Let's try to write something original. Like that's just part of it. All right, so that's a, some of that again. Some of that awesome, awesome conversation I had with. Uh, David DeBernaditis and uh, his buddy Andrew. Uh, be on the lookout for Dave's writing coming out soon and uh, Andrew's Twitch channel. As soon as he gets that up and running, I'll be I'll be plugging that in your ear holes as well. So and yeah, so head on over to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead and uh, you can join the, even just the Dollar Beer Club and it'll get you access to this podcast and every single back one as well. We have well over fifty. I think we're almost in the six we're in the sixties now. Yeah, of episodes of the of the Awesome Dude podcast. So you can only get through my Patreon. So please go and check it out now. Uh, I think we'll just go ahead and move right on to our story portion of the day, which is going to be, uh, as you know, my recap, as I said before. So, without further ado, this is my recap of Days of the Dead Atlanta 2021. So... This past weekend, I had the pleasure of tabling at Days of the Dead in Atlanta 2021, and this is a special convention for me because this is my fourth year in a row there, and this was the first, Days of the Dead Atlanta was the first convention I actually vended at. Um, You know, the convention I'd been at before then was um, Scares That Care, that was my first horror convention really to go out to and participate in but I was I didn't have any books there to sell you know my uh my first book from Grindhouse was about to come out uh Death Packs and Left Hand Paths but it wasn't out yet so I worked at the Grindhouse table with with uh 
uh, C.V. Hunt uh, and uh, Anderson Prunty, and we, you know, we sold all the Grindhouse books and, and such, such, and I, you know, had a great time, met a lot of people, but in Atlanta, that was the first one that I had stuff, that was me throwing my stake in the game, I guess, you know, and it was, I uh, was sharing a table with uh, my man David Barbie, shouts out Barbie, I love you, check him out, check out his new, uh, his new publishing uh, house with all of his books coming out through there and some more stuff. But uh, I was there with Barbie, who I love to death, and uh, uh, Mike Lombardo, filmmaker, who I also love uh, absolutely to death, who who I really kind of like was, he helped put me at ease and, and, and kind of like showed me the ropes on this. And I just fell right into being able to to talk to people and, and, and you know, pitch my things at conventions a lot because of Lombardo and watching him do it say like okay I I can do this you know so that that this was the first time you know this was the first place I did that and so coming back to Atlanta every year is very important to me it's it's special you know special thing for me I think and um this this year was no you know no exception so I uh we uh we rolled into town and and also there's a lot of people in Atlanta that come back and see me that I've met through these years and that I can't even tell you how much that means to me that is uh that's just uh that makes the whole trip you know if I put out all my shit and sell nothing but you guys come and the people that I know come back to see me I mean that's uh that's that's awesome you know so uh but like yeah I'd like to sell some things too but anyway <laughs> so we get there we roll in on on a Thursday Nick and I uh, and and get in our room. We get all set up. It's it's the evening, and we have a room. Uh, they call it what did they call it? The courtyard room. So we're like on the th- the fourth floor of this courtyard area of the hotel, and we have a a patio outside. We're like, whoa, check this shit out. First, I couldn't get the door open. I thought that they like bolted it shut, but then Nick opened it, no problem. I was turning the doorknob the wrong way. It turns out. Uh, but yeah, we have this patio out on our our outside of our room we're like sweet but guess what it's not an outs you're not really outside at all you're inside like the pool is down there and there's like the courtyard area people walk you can walk around and get to like the the fitness center and other things that are in that level of the hotel the first level right there but but it's it's roofed in you're inside it's all indoors and uh so that was kind of weird to be like not weird. It was cool that we had that. It was it was very funny that our neighbors two doors down would come out on their patio and let smoke cigarettes. These two ladies, like they were outside or something, not allowed to smoke cigarettes like out there. But they no one stopped them. Of course, no one you know was around to see it. But I was we we thought that was hilarious. Like, dude, we're not outside, ladies. But uh, but it was cool to have that. But here's the here's the downside of that. The, and having an indoor pool. First of all, the pool was open, which I was like, okay, let's let's all take a break here. You know, we're we're all stepping back into this thing, you know, with kid gloves and trying to be as careful as possible. And there's like a hundred kids in the pool. There was something else going on at the convention at the at the hotel as well. It wasn't just Days of the Dead. There was something else there. That there's a whole which which that happens a lot. Where there's a whole different group of people who are in the hotel as well that are usually completely opposite from the horror people. So. I don't know what was going on, possibly volleyball, because when I went to the liquor store across the street, the guy asked me if I was with the volleyball convention, which I was like, do I look like I'm here for a volleyball convention? Anyway, might have been that. So all these kids and and, and adults are in the pool, and I'm like, are we supposed to be in the pool right now? I don't know. But it's an inside pool. All that is happening, but it makes it humid as fuck. Like the whole – like it's this big area, right? But that whole area – is just becomes this humid 
mass of just hot air. And we discovered that very soon that if, you know, the longer we keep our door open to like, you know, have it open and, um, you know, enjoy like the atmosphere, whatever, it just like the hot air just engulfs your room and just takes everything over. We're running the AC like hardcore. It's just going right out that open door. So, so that was something, um, that was interesting, but it was cool to have that room. And when we sat out there and, uh, to chat and that, and Thursday we get settled in and, uh, my man, Kentucky, Tony r- rolls into town a little bit behind us. Tony Evans shouts out, uh, another awesome author buddy of mine. If y'all don't know him, check him out. So he gets checked into his room and comes down to ours and, and, you know, to hang out, sits on the patio with us and, um, and we have a good chat, but you know, Thursday we kept it pretty low key. You know, they did that. I, I could have set up Thursday night, but I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to set up. I'll, I'll set up tomorrow. Uh, I'm just going to chill. So, yeah, that's what we did. And actually, Thursday was pretty low-key, you know. Uh, all we did was talk to Kentucky Tony for, you know, an hour or so, and then we turned in. Like, honestly, I was like, ah, it wasn't that bad of a drive. Only four hours from Charlotte to Atlanta. But, you know, still, driving driving takes it out of you sometimes, you know. It, it, so I was a little tired, and, and it wasn't even that late, maybe 10, 30, or 11, but I like zonked out and, but my plan was get up at eight 30, you know, the, the floor opens at nine to set up. I'll meet Tony down there. We'll set up and shit and, uh, it'll be fine. Dude, here, <laughs> here's another downside of that, of that courtyard room. So our wind, you know, we have windows in there that, you know, we can open the blind, open the curtains or whatever. But like I said, we're not really outside. So you're opening windows to an inside area like so there's no sun so your room is just dark which is on one hand very cool it's just like pitch black in there but for sleeping like we had no sense of time where that that was concerned i i said my alarm set it went off i hit it and i was like i got i'll I'll just take a couple couple more minutes and then i'll get up the i just fucking went right back out but when i woke back up it was 10 o'clock i was like holy shit I get out of bed because I don't like to sleep that late. I get out of bed, you know. I'm Tony's always already messaging me, and I'm like, Tony, I'm t- I just got up. I'm taking a shower, so I took a shower and went down there and met him. And uh, we ended up doing some uh, switcherooing down there as far as placement went of tables, so that Tony and I could be by each other and across the way from Amanda and Jeremy of Southern Sun Boutique, um, like very good friends. They've been on the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast. They are part of my con family. So I was like, all right, cool. And then uh, my buddy Chuck, Chuck Chapman, shouts out. He's going to be on an Awesome Dude for Life uh, boner bonus podcast in a couple of weeks here. He is uh, He's a buddy of mine that I've met on, on the road. He, he does, uh, he's an actor, director, musician, and author. He had his new book out, Family Man, which I picked up a copy of. So he uh, maneuvered some shit where then he was right next to me. So we have like, we're like friendship row going on down there, right? Uh, having a having a just a great time get all set up and uh, I'm actually I was uh, sharing my table with uh, uh, Wesley Southard Splatterpunk award winning author Wesley Southard as you know I talked mentioned him uh, before and um, he was flying in from Pennsylvania on Friday and I guess he got there like noon or something so he rolled into town and and came right to the hotel to set up I met him you know met him down there and uh because it, it wasn't much longer after I was done setting up because I started so late. And he got in there and got his stuff, gets set up, and, uh, you know, he goes back. He wasn't staying at that hotel. He went down the street, and we're like, all right, see you back here at 4. 
And so we went upstairs and started drinking. And then uh, <laughs> we, um, no, we, we had a couple of pops, of course. Go back down to start Friday. And Friday was, uh, it was not, not a bad Friday, I didn't think. You know, it was kind of uh, like how those slow Fridays are that I've talked about before, but not so, so bad. And I was having a good time. I mean, I was seeing people that I knew, you know, uh, up walks, uh, you know, my my buddies, Deidre, Amy, and Rochelle, and uh, they're awesome. They came to see me for the last, like, three years. Uh, I love them to death, so I got to talk to them for a little bit. And then uh, the vicious Jane, Jane shows up, and, uh, of course, she's hanging out and drinking with us and partying, and that was awesome to see her, love her. And it was just like, man, we were, I was feeling great. Uh, I was in a, you know, just just seeing everybody, you know, and, and honestly, you know, sales could have been busier or whatever, but I'll tell you, I won't bear the lead. The Charlotte Mad Monster was much busier than this convention was, at least as far as busy for me, um, you know, but there's different things to 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 look at with, with that kind of thing. First of all, I'm, sh- you know, we're sharing a table. There's two, two of us at, at the same table, so, you know, you're not what we do like the two for or three for 30 it's it could it splits sales a lot of times and, and that's just something you have to either you know deal with or or accept or can you know try to make it work better for you however it is but th- but it was it was going well i thought um i was having a good time i was happy to be there with wes and and tony and we could all cut up and have a great time and uh yeah and that was friday and and we went to well how would i end up doing on friday night we went back to the room. Oh, I came down. That's right. We went back up the room for a little bit, and then I ended up coming back down and, and partying for a little bit with, with my with my con family, you know, like I said, uh, with Jeremy and, and, and Amanda, but then also with my uh, wonderful, the lovely ladies, uh, the sisters of Hansia Co., uh, Kira and Ashley, and then, of course, 13X Studios, Rick Staczynski holding it down out there. We were all having a good time you know, uh, having a little too much drinking. Ashley was picked up this doorstop and she was biting on it and putting it, rubbing it on her face. And I said, Ashley, don't do that. It was on the floor. What are you doing? And she's like, ah, no. And she rubbed and like, even like, as if she was saying like, Oh, I don't care. Look at me. And she's rubbing it on her face. I was like, what is wrong with you? And let me tell you this. The next day when I see Ashley, she's like, ah, I have a doorstop in my purse. I have no, and I, Rick and I are like, are you serious? You don't remember putting that in your mouth and rubbing it on your face? She just had no memory of it. Wow, that's funny. So, anyway, <laughs> bite, biting doorstops aside, you know, of course, I also run into, uh, you know, Harry Bean, the great Harry Bean, and uh, and Keenan, my man. We go out to smoke 1,100 joints in the parking lot because that's what we do. It was great to see those guys again. And, uh, and his brother Scott and and the lovely Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah Draws. I picked up a print from her, uh, her first time vending, and I was very excited for her and got one of her 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 first prints. I got one of the first ones off the line, folks. So I, I'm that's that's where the money is going to be, all you Johnny Come Latelys. But it was a good time hanging out, just just in the hallway of the hotel, like down in the downstairs hallway. I'm sure like it's mass chaos when these things are in hotels, guys. Just so you know, like that's why I'm always like. At these big hotels, when when there's all these crazy people there, all you have to do is be a little less crazy than the craziest person, 
because they're the ones that are going to get in trouble. The, the 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 people that are you know blind drunk you know smashing playstations you know in the in the stairwells or or you know jacking off in the hallway or or pissing on the carpet all of these things I've seen. Uh, you just have to be less crazy than that. So that's why I'm always like ah you know in these big ho- hotels like this ah we don't ever worry about getting in trouble that much. We were playing guitar in the room, we were loud as shit, we were smoking weed. It didn't matter. It was just like yeah it's fine. Uh, you just have to be a little less. That's all. That's all. Just got to find that, find that guy that's in the red and go a little less than him and you'll be good. So, yeah. So that's, that's how we were doing it. You know, Friday night, it was cool. Saturday, get up, uh, a little hungover, have to say, cause I think we ended up going to bed probably around three or so. It was probably a late, later, a little later than I wanted to. So Saturday, long day, but that's okay. Get going. Get up, get some coffee with Kentucky Tony. Wes meets us down there, and uh, we hit it, man. We start start Saturday going going smooth. Uh, I, I I get to see um, my the my my uh, awesome these the awesome kids that come see me every every year. Anthony, Kira, they're so they're getting big. Wow, these kids, they're awesome. Uh, we took pictures. It was great to see them again, meeting the cousins. You know they're aunt and uncle bring them and uh, they're amazing people for doing that and that soup that makes my heart like two sizes three sizes too big for my chest when that when that kind of stuff happens um so that you know they came to see me that was amazing um but and also by the way i played a ton of songs at this at the, these these whole two weeks like i was playing a bunch of songs i met uh, this this dude Chuck and his family from uh, in Charlotte they came and they brought you know the granddaughter and then the, the grandson or, or you know daughter and grandson either way this kid wanted me to play songs all day and I was doing it for him he was a great little kid uh, he was like more country outlaw country you know he was cool as shit so I'm like jamming all these songs uh, seeing all these people that I know one uh, I uh, shouts out to Phoenix again happy birthday to you my dude. Uh, his parents came and asked me to do a, a, a video for him for his birthday. So I talked, you know, they filmed. I talked to talked to him, said, wish him happy birthday. Played, I played a, a song for him and all that. Um, man, I was FaceTiming with pe- people. Like, Can you FaceTime with, you know, oh, oh Deidre, with Cincy. Shouts out, Cincy. Uh, I missed you, girl. You know, it was awesome. It was just awesome. Like, I, I was really, truly filled with uh, good feelings, like, um, through that. Uh and seeing all that. And you know what? But but I do have to I do want to address something and I'm not gonna give it much attention because I they don't deserve it. But I did lose my temper a little bit, or or maybe showed that I was losing my temper with with another person that was at the convention who who was just being a dick, you know, who's just an asshole. And um I, you know, I don't need to let those things bother me. I you know I don't need to be bothered by or, or even worried about that, but I want to acknowledge I did you know Nick point Nick had to had to fucking call me out on it man he's like you know you said your fuse is a little too short lately man don't let these guys get to you don't let that guy get to you he's nothing you're you're you know he's so f- far from you it doesn't even fucking matter and he was right and it was just and it wasn't like a I'm not gonna go into it because again I'm not giving this person I, it was a just a situation where I felt disrespected, because I was, and I let it bother me more than I should have. That's all. But that's something I'm working on. Like I said, 
I don't want to be like that. I, you know, I, I'm a cool, I'm usually a pretty cool dude. I, I don't want to be having a short fuse. So that was the only part of Saturday where I was like, okay, you're right. But I did, you know, I did eat four hits of acid and then drink a bunch of beers. So that made up for it. So <laughs> and and uh, and you know, we 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 were just going through it, man. And and sales, they again, it, it wasn't as busy as Mad Monster, but it was it was still steady at times and i think i think we moved a lot of books and talked to a lot of people and it was i played a lot of songs it was awesome it was a great great time i was so exhausted after saturday night i went up to my our room sitting there um i mentioned my buddy chuck chapman before he he was uh we were doing a podcast with him saturday night so he went to get dinner with his wife and then you know around 9 30 he met us in our room and I was going to go down after that podcast and, and uh, mingle and see what was going on downstairs with people. But by the time it was over, it was 1130 or 12, and I was just dead. Like, I, every part of me was just, like, felt like it was filled with lead. I couldn't move. I just took a shower and went right to sleep and uh, and got a good breath. Like, usually Saturday nights are the nights that you're like, ugh, why did I stay up? Why did, you know, why didn't I sleep at all? But I'll have you know, I got this. See, I got this awesome that Yeti cup or, or what is it, Arctic cup, thirty-two ounces, dude. I drink three of those like just very quickly when I got back to the hotel of water, and then sipped on another one. Boom! I felt like a fucking million bucks the next day. Hydration, people. Hydration is the key. But yeah, Sunday is a Sunday was Sunday. You know, it's a Sunday. It starts a little bit slow. It's usually pretty slow throughout, and and, and it was. Um, there was maybe a small pop of people there uh mid mid maybe <clears throat> afternoon but it, it didn't uh get as busy as uh i don't know as it as maybe we would have liked it to so there was a lot of chatting and cutting up on sunday uh of course you know shouts out i got to see uh you know jessica my dear lovely jessica there working away her mom and dad craig and laura shouts out to them i got to chat with them some uh my dear friend ray i got to sit down and chat with him for a little bit because of how slow it was and uh you know and that was just kind of it and i we you know it was supposed to go to six but it's, it's people like pretty much all of the people that packed up and left by like four three three even so i think we got out of there about five um, you know, I, I got down there maybe 5.30 or something. We packed up and uh, and hit the road. Said goodbye to Tony. Said goodbye to Wes. Sent him on his plane back to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, wherever uh, he had to fly to. And we uh, we hit the old open road heading home, you know. To, uh, it, you know, and it wasn't too bad. Now, it was uh, 11 hours from Atlanta to Houston. And now you're like, God, that's a lot. But when you just drove like 17 or 16 hours the week before to get to to where we had to get to Charlotte 11 hours was like nothing honestly it was so um yeah and we got home like I said 5 a.m I took a shower and hit the hit the sack and just slept all day it was it was great but here I am now it's time to get back to work no 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 rest for the wicked or weary or whatever however that goes uh but it was great and I'm looking forward to hitting the road more conventions Staying safe. I do want to say that. I, I know we talked about it last week, and we talked about it in the Awesome Dude podcast last week. But, you know, these conventions in this day of, of, you know, still with COVID, you know, we're getting vaccines rolled out, getting all this stuff, trying to 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 
you know, even this all out and, and, and get back to whatever we want to call normal anymore. Uh, I do have to say, the, I did feel safe at both of these conventions. They, they were well run. You could not take your mask off anywhere. People were on top of it. They were hand stations, sanitizing stations everywhere. Uh, I had, I think between Wes and I, we had like five bottles of sanitizer at our table that we would just like every few minutes just absently just put on our hands. Just that was a habit we just kept kept doing. So we made sure we were doing that. And I, I, I want to say they were well run. I think we're getting back to <clears throat> we're getting back to it or we're figuring out how to do it now. So I look forward to getting back out there. I know I have something uh, at the end of March here in Houston with uh, Death's Head Press. I'll be at the uh, Horror Film Festival Pop-Up Market 3. That's coming up. And I am going to uh, post all those. So anyway, we'll get on to that later. But uh, that's my that's my wrap-up of the uh, my recap of Days of the Dead in Atlanta 2021. Uh, an overall success. Uh, a good time. And as I said, a very special convention always for me. All right, there you go. That was my wrap-up recap. Atlanta, Days of the Dead 2021. Uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in and checking it out. If you're new to the podcast, like I said, if I just met you, thank you so much for checking out the podcast and checking out my books. Um, you can go. be sure to go to johnwayneisdead.com for all of your John Wayne needs. Uh, the shop there has all my books, the records, the uh, T-shirts, all that kind of stuff. And when you order from me, uh, they come signed, personalized, and I send you extra few extra goodies in there because i appreciate you so much uh also there you can uh get to the patreon from there or go to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead if you'd like to contribute and, and help out old uncle johnny in any way um also be sure to check out my other weekly podcast with christopher triana vital social issues and stuff with chris and john wayne comes out every thursday and that is also uh on youtube as well if you'd like to see the video of our handsome faces doing it uh, you remember to follow me at John Wayne is dead on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. And uh, at John Wayne is dead.com, the show's page, I'm updating it this week, guys. I'm getting all of my new dates, all of the dates. Again, something else just got moved again on me over the weekend. But I'm, I'm just decided, hey, I'm going to put all the dates that I know up now and I'll if they shift, I'll go on the site and, and change them. So the show's page is going to be updated here in a day or so. So check that out. And you'll see where I'm where I'm at and where I'm coming to. So thank you guys so much for checking it out. Um, JohnWayneIsDead.com for everything. And I will see you later.